listening to Fox Sports Radio. Radio. So let's start with what the squares are saying. And we're always going to give you on Monday the one narrative, the one takeaway that the squares are like, hmm, they're saying it. And they're saying it. And then they say it again at the end of the show. And then a few times in between. And then it's like, wait, is that correct? Because what we know for sure is, I always call him Barney at the bar. Uh, On The Simpsons, there's Barney. What's Barney thinking? That's another way to think about it. Yeah, and one of those things is the Cardinals, well, they're 5-0. and Got to be the best team, right, RJ? I mean, that is what the squares are saying, and it clearly isn't the case. The Cardinals are not the best team in the NFL. They are the only undefeated team left, and we don't want to act like that doesn't matter because it does. It's meaningful. It's meaningful that... They haven't lost a game. And ultimately, winning and losing games is what this is about. But here's the difference. Are we looking backwards or are we looking forward? Because if you said, who's had the best season so far in the NFL? Arizona gets it. They're undefeated. You can say, well, it's better to have one loss against better competition. Nah, they're undefeated. (laughs) right? But now the question is, if we turn from backwards to forward-looking, what does the past tell us about the future? I don't believe that Arizona is the best team in the NFL. And you know what? It's not even all that debatable. Right now, Arizona this week is playing Cleveland. Now, do you think Cleveland's the second-best team in the NFL? They are not. They are not. They just lost. They lost to Kansas City. That's only won two games. (laughs) All right, so Cleveland's good, but they're not the best team. Probably top ten-ish. They, they actually uh, pretty I close. Think better to- than that, yeah. Okay. I'd, I'd put them eighth, you know, in that range. But you're right, not in the top five. Inside the top ten is Cleveland, and Cleveland at home is favored by two and a half. Home field, two and a half these days. Browns, that's right, yeah, two and a half. So literally, what what the market is saying is Cleveland is an even team with Arizona which means Arizona's not the best team. Arizona, who I also consider to be in that not top five, but probably top ten range. I think that's right. And and since it's both Arizona and Cleveland, the market saying are even teams, that speaks that, hey, they're probably in that same range. Now, listen, in a given week, there might be situational advantages. Teams playing a bunch of road games. Teams got injuries. These teams both seem to be pretty much at parity at their normal level. And... Cleveland and Arizona are even. Both okay. of them maybe banged up quarterbacks, nursing their quarterbacks a little bit on the sidelines this weekend. Well, well listen, when you're five foot seven, you're going to be banged up <laughs> in the NFL. I mean, I, I, that's part of the problem, perhaps, with Arizona. We'll get into that as the season progresses. Another, this is what squares are saying, is Justin Fields, I told you so. I told you so. No, no. <laughs> I mean, listen. He is he as bad as he was in the first game against the Browns? Is he as bad as one net yard? Is that what we're asking? I mean, because listen, you know how good the Browns' defense is. I mean, all you got to do is look at the game against the Chargers. <laughs> and, you know, when you only give up 47 to the Chargers, you're a good defense. Right. So the fact that they just put the clamps <laughs> on the Bears and Fields, that's to be expected. <laughs> but... All joking aside, that was a matchup problem where, you know, Clowney really didn't play. I don't know if he played at all. We had a, a few stats, but he wasn't prominent at all in the game. Uh, and when you have Clowney 
on that line, and obviously the number one, you know, Gary is it's a situation where it's hard to block them sometimes uh, against. Um, a normal line, the Bears do better. And I think that's a matchup thing we should be looking at. The Bears' fortunes with fields is going to be driven by how well their offensive line can block because he holds the ball too long. And if if he's getting a lot of quick pressure, he's in trouble. But what I'm saying is quarterback wins are not a great metric for how good a quarterback is. Now, sometimes... Over the course of a career, a quarterback's going to get that attached to him. You know, Stafford, it doesn't matter how much you say, oh, the lines are bad or have been bad, and oh, those owners and the coaches they've had. Wayne Fonts was horrible. Eventually, a quarterback's going to be held accountable for his team's wins. Stafford's got a chance to see, you know, be otherwise, whereas, see, once I get to a good coach and a good team, but in the course of a couple of games, wins and quarter, from a quarterback are not the metric that really matters. And Fields, to me, is not, I told you so. Will he be one? Maybe. But not yet. What do you think of Fields? I think Fields, I mean, obviously the bar was set pretty low after that first game. I think he's starting to grasp things a little bit. I was impressed that the Bears were able to do well without a, a really a starting running back. We They lose Montgomery. I thought, oh, oh boy. But isn't that the whole premise is that running backs don't matter? They that, certainly I mean, didn't. Of the, of the modern one. era and that there's three guys waiting that are almost as good right behind him. Yeah. Which is why the whole first-round picks. Now, a guy like McCaffrey, you're hearing a lot of, oh, with Carolina, part of the problem is not having him. Maybe it is because he's got he's got multi-dimensional talent. I'll also say when Fields got hurt in that game, they put Dalton in for like one, two plays. They rushed Fields back out there. You, clearly, the Bears right now feel much more comfortable with Justin Fields whoa, and more whoa, confident whoa. That, in him. That's just not true at all. What, what do you mean rushed back out there? What does that mean? He was down on the ground holding his leg. He limps into the tent. Mm-hmm. Dalton takes two snaps. Okay. He rushed back out onto but, the but, field. I mean, what, what would have been the other approach? Would he Let Andy Dalton ju- finish the drive. But what, what is it about the drive? What is it about the drive that – is so important about finishing the drive. It's like if they I, if they want Dalton, if they think Fields is the starter, mm-hmm. they want Fields back out there, right? Because they believe in, in that given game that he's the – or at least the narrative, they don't want that narrative to change. Oh, he got banged up and they put in the backup. I mean, I, I guess I'm just confused by the word rushed. What does that mean? Right? Did he like run really fast to go out there? He did. He, jo- he jogged out of the but tent. What was he supposed to do? Fred Sanford it out and like drag his foot behind? Uh, him? I mean, he, he certainly wasn't. He certainly wasn't jogging into the tent. He was you, basically being carried. You know what it could have been? It could have been like Andre the Giant in WrestleMania three. <laughs> you remember that entry? Is It was like from the Silver Dome. It was like 200 yards or whatever to the ring. It took forever. Uh, well, Andre didn't want to walk it because his back was bothering him. So they had him on this huge, like a forklift, and he's just getting driven to the ring. Waving. But, but, but like at two miles an hour. Is that what we, we wanted the NFL? Maybe like, that's the way to do it. The red zone would have stopped and said, all right, Justin Fields is returning to the game. Please return to this channel in four minutes. I mean, <laughs> I, I, I agree. Andy Dalton, I don't think it's a thinking. I mean, right now, who would you, if you had to bet your house on the Bears in a game next week, would you rather Andy Dalton start or Fields? Well, who do they play next week? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It matters. How? 
Who do you want Fields if you, against? If you were playing against Bill Belichick, would you rather have Justin Fields? Or I would Andy rather have Andy Dalton in every scenario. Okay. If they were playing on the moon, I'd rather have Andy Dalton. If they were playing under the sea, I'd rather have Andy Dalton. <laughs> okay. For that one game, who would tell me the scenario you'd want Fields? You can't come up with one. I'll, I'll let you think on that and interject at any time. point during the show. Okay. There's only 31 other NFL teams. Now, if you want to say, I mean, maybe Justin Fields would be good in low gravity. Because, like, his jumping ability, he could just jump over. But I think other other than the maybe the moon would be Fields. Because they wouldn't throw the ball, which would help him. They're going back to London. There's nothing scheduled for the moon this season, though. Well, wouldn't you, wouldn't you agree that London's the last place you want to rookie? I mean, I think we saw a little bit yeah. with the Jets. We are straight out of Vegas. I'm R.J. Bell. Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. So we've got two what the squares are saying. Now, AJ seems to be saying kind of what the squares are saying about Justin Fields. Oh, no, I'm not as, I'm not crazy about Justin Fields either. i just saying the Bears wanted to avoid any kind of discussion about who, who is the guy I out agree there. with that. So that's about narrative, and I agree with you there. Bears hosting the Packers next week. What were you saying about London? Where, where's the London game for the Bears? No, I said there, there is a game in London, but not one on the moon on the schedule this oh. year. So, uh, yeah. yeah, Bears are hosting the Packers. Bears are four-and-a-half-point underdogs in that game. Now, think about this. Cincinnati right, was hosting the Packers last week. Line was two-and-a-half at close. Bears, it's four-and-a-half. So it's saying – now, remember when the Bears were hosting Cincinnati a few weeks ago, the line was two-and-a-half, which says even teams. Yeah. Now the Bears are two points worse. Because of your Justin Fields. Not my Justin Fields. Oh, I don't know. That's an Ohio State guy. That's Hey, listen, we let him go at a certain point. <laughs> if you don't win a national championship, we don't claim you. We are straight out of Vegas. The third conclusion that squares are saying wrongly is Winston. I told you so, Lasik. Four touchdowns. Come on, RJ. Got another win. Listen to you try to act like you're the square voice when it's like stuff you say all the time. I mean, you should be the one. You've never heard me say anything good about Jameis Winston, I promise. I'm guessing you did at one no. point. No, maybe at Florida State. You said if you, listen, you said when he stole all the food or whatever. The crab legs. Allegedly, you said a guy's got to eat. I still remember that. I said I do like crab legs. That's good. <laughs> all right. Listen, Winston obviously has talent. There's a reason he was the number one pick in the draft. He obviously has the ability to produce. I mean, if you say high variance, we want you to have four. I mean, really, if you said the following, we got a quarterback and we win a $10 million bet if he throws for 400 yards. So what are you going to do? If you're the coach and you got like a secret 10 million, somehow you're going to win, or let's say a hundred million, whatever the number is that would make you do whatever these days for these coaches, where would Winston be on that list of, okay, I'll take Brady. I'll take Mahomes. I'll, you know, we go down the list I think he's top 10. I think he is too. Top 10. Yeah. So on one hand, you got a quarterback, which is one of the 10 people on earth that could get you 400 yards if you needed 400 yards. On the other hand, we're not sure he should be starting. But if you, if you, had, to give you, if you had to go down the list of, I, I'll, you'll, I get this, win. you'll get this $10 million if he doesn't throw the ball to the other team during the game. Then that's, that's the other extreme. How far down the list do you get? Uh, 60, 70. <laughs> I mean, you know, maybe lower. But in between, he's probably somewhere in the high 20s as a quarterback. Now, 
what I don't know enough about the X's and O's. I'm not a true like I'm going to watch the film and break it down for you and tell coaches what they're doing wrong, guy. I those guys are rare. I don't know how they do it, but I'm not that guy. Usually they're square too, by the way. I mean, I don't know if there's a coincidence there, but what I know is that the staff with the Saints is trying not to put the ball in harm's way. It's a special focus, and what are you getting? A lot of short passes, a lot of touchdown passes, not a lot of ball in jeopardy, and it's doing pretty well. I mean, if you look at it, the Saints have exceeded expectations. They were two-and-a-half-point favorites in this game. They won easily against Washington, and I think you got to give Winston credit. Sean Payton, I think, deserves some credit. I'd like to see where this thing evolves. You know, in a way, if you think of Winston almost like a rookie quarterback, it's going to be middle of next year is when it matters, the middle of his second year. Now, you could say, well, he was with them the first year. Yeah, but he was on the bench. So if Winston became the 12th best quarterback, net-net, by the middle of next year, it's a huge victory for Sean Payton. And, And if you think about it, I mean, yeah, he's going to be older than a rookie, but he'll still, what is he, 25, 20? I mean, what is it, year six for him now? So he's probably like 27 right now. Hey, if by 28 he's an elite quarterback, what do they got, 10 years of that in theory? Right? You don't start dropping off till 38 or older now. So to me, I like that the Saints are approaching this incrementally. And I'm not saying Winston won't be elite. But he's not elite right now. Agree or disagree? I agree completely, and I think Sean Payton is the master of getting the most out of what he's got at quarterback. And the way he used Drew Brees last year when everyone was talking about his physical tools being diminished and he still had a a really good year out of Drew Brees speaks to that. What he's doing this year with Jameis Winston just solidifies it. Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. He's Mike Carmen. I'm Dan Byard. We have a brand new fantasy football podcast called I Want Your Flex. Twice a week, every Tuesday and Friday, we come up with new episodes to not only look back at what happened, what you need to do at that minute, and also look ahead of what's coming up in the fantasy football world. That's right, Dan. Every week we're going to scour the waiver wire to find the pickups to turbo boost your fantasy lineup, sit, starts, fantasy football players' rankings to get you ready to dominate the competition. Listen to I Want Your Flex with Mike Harmon and me, Dan Beyer, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you get your podcasts we're going to aj what the sharps now know what we the sharps now know i'm going to read three things off that it's all related these are the top ones these following teams can win the super bowl i didn't know that before i know it now the la chargers can agree 100 you agree 100 the buffalo bills can win the Super Bowl. Absolutely. And the Dallas Cowboys can win the Super Bowl. Much to my – it pains me to say it, but, yeah, they can. And you're surprised too, right? I am surprised. I thought that this season was going – especially early in the season, they were going to go through some some growing pains. Uh, they, I didn't like the way the offseason went for them, but they have been if – you, if you said – Okay, the Cardinals are five and zero. Take them out of the equation. They've got the most impressive resume. They've they've got a win over the Chargers. They have been very very good. The strength of schedule early in the year is so important. Over the course of the season, the strength of schedule tends to merge. And I actually did a little study. What was the worst? How many points 
was the worst strength of schedule versus the best worth. And over the over three years, it's been 1.9, 1.8, 1.5. So over that time, you know, three years now, it's a range of one and a half to below, you know, one and a half or more points. So now if you're the 16th best strength of schedule average, let's say, versus the first, it's going to be about half that, so about three-quarters of a point. So now you might say, well, how much is it? Well, over the course of a season, if you think about, let's say, two points, let's keep it kind of easy, that's 32 points, right? If you play, oh, I guess now 34 points, right? So if it's two points a game, on that, and that's per game, right? Mm-hmm. 16 times two, right? 32. And here's what's, and 17 is 34. So here's what's interesting. This is shocking almost. A win is worth about 33 points. So over the course, if you actually take the point margin and look at wins over uh, 500, over the course of the last 10 years, it's right around 33 points a, a game. So now if you think about it, is and, and I mean, this is really clean, is to think about it this way, is having the worst strength of schedule is worth about a win versus the so over the course of a year it's not going to make a 11 win team into a 7 win team but it's pretty much a, a, you know having 9 9 and 8 versus 10 and 7 is a big difference sure. and that's what strength of schedule is at the end of a year at this point of the year think about it after even week 3 carolina you know and and there are another team we could put right in that category as not an elite team. And I should have. Carolina, oh, they're undefeated. Well, now they, you know, Philadelphia is in a way dominating them, at least at the line. So you might say, but RJ, it's now five weeks in. You're right. And there's going to be less of these teams that are just wrong in impression because of their strength of schedule. But is Arizona not one of those teams? Right, that's the question. Is I think Arizona is like you said between five and ten. They're a good team. They're not the best team, and strength of schedule has a lot to do with it. And obviously, close wins and turnovers. What is the anatomy of a team that's not as good as their record or or better than their record? It's going to be strength of schedule. It's going to be close games. I mean, look at Minnesota. They could have lost easily. Could have lost again, and they'd be one and four. They easily could have won two of the games they lost, yeah. right? So it's like, does the record mean that much when there are a bunch of coin flips at the end, right? And then turnovers. Yeah, turnovers are controlled somewhat by teams. Like Aaron Rodgers doesn't throw turnovers. Other quarterbacks do. Yeah, but how about interceptions? Nah, not really. How about fumbles? Not really. How about recovered fumbles? Certainly not really. There's no, like, you're faster so you recover fumbles. It doesn't happen. Some people believe that if you have a fast defense, you cause more fumbles. And I think there's some truth to that. So if you look at all the turnover stuff, I say about 70% luck, 30% skill. And turnovers are the biggest influence on NFL games there is. So to me, it's a situation where if you see a team winning or losing close games, you see a team that has a plus or minus in turnovers that really matter, you know, a significant plus minus. And if you see an easy or hard strength of schedule, that and if you go through every team that's probably misranked right now, it's going to be some combination of that those factors. 
Do you have any comment on that that concept of how teams get mis? priced or misrated no i agree with it completely it's how you do in coin flip games it's how you do in uh it's it's who you've played against matters a lot to it yeah and turnovers that's aj hoffman we're straight out of vegas so the teams that could win the super bowl that have surprised me chargers are 15 to 1 so they're the ninth favorite the eighth favorite now america's team the dallas cowboys buffalo bills are the favorite you might say rj you're saying the favorite can win it all great insight I, I wasn't sure before. I wasn't sure. They hadn't really won a big game yet. To me, that's the biggest game of the year. The biggest game of the year to me was, was the Bills last night, meaning I changed my opinion more from that game. I'd say Arizona against the Rams. Before that, I thought Arizona might have been an average team. When they dominated the Rams, even though it was off a Tampa game for the Rams, that was probably the second biggest game. Was it that they won the game or the way they won the game? The even fact they won the game, but the fact I, I don't know when teams can score as much. I mean, if you actually look at our fourth quarter win share pregame.com, now what is that? We look at every play of the fourth quarter and say, well, what was the chance of them winning the game at that moment? And then we add it all up and average it. And Kansas City had a real chance, I mean, a, a bigger chance to win that game than I thought. And, and part of it's going to be built on how good Kansas City's defense is. I, I guess they had, um, you know, they had like a 2% chance to win, which doesn't sound big. But usually in a blowout, it's like a 0% chance. Like, for example, Miami had a 0% chance against Tampa, right? But it just, you watched the game. At what point did it feel like, oh, Kansas City can't win this? It wasn't as early as it was. I mean, Mahomes and Kansas. It, it was when Mahomes threw the pick six. Yeah. And he looked, swing. he looked just so down. Like he didn't, he couldn't figure out what was going on, what was different right now, but he just looked crushed. And I said, oh, that the game's over. Yeah. And, and, and how much time was left in the game at that point? I think that was in the third quarter, late in the third quarter. Yeah. So what we're saying is three-fourths of the game, Buffalo was winning, but hey, we could have seen Kansas City come back. And then there's a pick six. Listen, I don't fully understand what's happening in Kansas City. And one of our categories, I'm going to put Kansas City right in the middle of it. It's I don't know, but it's better to know that you don't know than to think you know when you really don't. That actually is a lot of wisdom. That is a lot of wisdom. What I do know about Kansas City is their defense is abysmal. And they were missing players on it last night, and it looked even worse. I don't know but what the quick defense is. They had a pretty much abysmal defense the last couple of years too, right? But they didn't have the worst defense but in the it, league. Is the difference between what they were and what they are is causing these losses? It's, no, it's, it's not. not. I mean, Patrick Mahomes has has as many interceptions this year as he did all of last season. I, you know, I heard interceptions are luck. A lot of but, luck yeah, in there. So now the Bills beat Kansas City by 18 points. If you remove the net effect of turnovers from this game, both sides. The Chiefs gained 23 points. So if you eliminate turnovers, what EPA is telling us, expected points added, is Kansas City outplayed them. You can't do that exactly because there's reasons. Because if you give the ball up, the other team gets the ball. There's all kind of things. And to me, I don't think Kansas City outplayed Buffalo, but it wasn't as bad as the score. And if we assume that turnovers have a lot of luck in it, right now – even though they're two and three, Kansas City cannot be considered worse than the fifth best team. 
They cannot. If you have Kansas City as worse than the fifth best team, if you have them seventh, eighth, tenth, you're wrong. You are wrong. I agree with that for now. Well, yeah. For now, for now, we could say that. What could we say that wouldn't be for now? (laughs) Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. 